there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there. Welcome to episode 71 of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber, business owner, wife, mom of two, busy managing all the different hats that I wear. And today's topic is likely one that's honestly overdue. I probably should have talked about this earlier in the year because right now I feel like I'm once again in the messy middle and I'm coming from a place of frustration. So what exactly is so frustrating right now? Two words, summer camps. I just need to vent because this mom is frustrated. Maybe you are too, or maybe you haven't hit this stage of parenting yet where summer camps are necessary. And I also say this topic is overdue because my kids are now 12 and 9, so they're at the age where we're well beyond daycare and getting into leaving them alone for stretches of time. And also because it's already June, and my kids have already been out of school for almost a month already. But man, navigating summer care and summer activities for kids is just hard. I can't quite figure out why it's so frustrating to manage. I used to joke that I have an advanced degree in business management, yet I can't figure out how to get our kids' summer schedule to line up with our needs. I want to talk about this, part just to vent, but part to share some experiences so that if you haven't hit this stage yet, you aren't as taken by surprise as I was. Now I'm no expert in anything other than my own experience, so that's what I'm going to share with you in two parts, BC and AC as in before COVID and after COVID. Because when I think about how our experience has changed, the COVID summer was a major catalyst. I'll explain more on what I mean by that exactly, but pre-COVID for us was the point in time where we had two girls in elementary school and we had aged completely out of daycare and the summer program our daycare offered. Part of me was disappointed then because we loved the learning center environment and the summer camp they offered for our older daughter. And another part of me was excited because I knew there were options that would be less expensive and maybe a little more flexible. When we sat down and thought about our needs moving forward at that point with two parents who work full-time outside the home, our requirements for summer care seemed fairly basic. And cost really wasn't a factor, and not because money was no object, but because summer camp is just a necessary expense. Our basic list was pretty minimal. We wanted both kids to be at the same place. We had hoped they would know at least one other person so they'd have a friend they can hang out with. We needed them to be able to drop off before 9 a.m. and pick up after 4, and it was a bonus if we could pay by the week rather than pay for the entire summer at once. I did a lot of research that summer. I asked around the neighborhood, around the school, and paid attention to what the girls' friends were involved in the summer before. I took the advice of other parents and collected info on just a variety of different options from arts to sports to 
the YMCA, and, and more. I at least bookmarked websites and made lists of dates when info would be available. I felt like I did my research and I was ready, but the process was still really frustrating. And here's what I learned. I learned that many camps are just not options for our kids because their hours didn't accommodate full-time, like nine to five-ish, working parents. No matter what we did, we just couldn't make a 12 to three or a nine to noon camp work. I learned that once certain programs opened, we'd have to move really quickly because a select few are very popular in our area. Of all the options I researched, very few of them posted or shared their information in advance. They also opened their registration at a wide variety of times. Some would be open for registration in January, and others not until May when school ends. I'm a planner, so I planned to collect data on each camp in an effort to coordinate our summer schedules. Work travel and vacations and sporting events and dance recitals and all that good stuff. And it definitely didn't go as I had hoped. Let me give you a really specific example without naming camp names. This is a shared experience a lot of moms can relate to because when this camp goes live, everyone is texting reminders and coordinating because it's just so crazy. So we were in my old office sitting around our conference room table with both laptops open. I signed into our first preference the moment it went live. My husband and I were both doing it dueling laptop style because we were warned how quickly it filled. They're not kidding. We could get our younger daughter in for eight of the nine weeks for full-time care, but we could only get our older daughter in for one of the weeks. The returning campers had filled nearly every available space within the first two minutes. They required a deposit, but not a definitive commitment, so parents would sign their kids up for the summer and then cancel last minute to avoid the fees if they didn't really need it. The communication we received in return was that we'd be placed on a waiting list and then added the week of the camp if others canceled the week prior. I couldn't quite figure out how that would work because we needed to know that our child is cared for 100% with no risk of one of us having to take time off if we didn't have care in the 11th hour. So we went on to the next option, live three weeks later. A $10 deposit and open space for both for eight out of 10 weeks. Thought that was good enough. And then I had to go back to the camp option one and read the fine print to see if we could cancel without a penalty. I know the existing processes work for many. I know there are parents who just roll with whatever because the camps are fun, extra things for their kids. But sometimes I'm just not one of those people. I need to know that my children are in good hands during the months when their schedules change because ours as working parents just don't. It's just a fact of our lives. Not for everyone, and I completely get that. Okay, friends, it's time for you to treat yourself. Better yet, treat your family to something fun from Me Undies. My husband's drawer is full of boxer briefs in every fun print they have, from avocados to unicorns and even the new Game of Thrones edit. My daughter lives in her Harry Potter pajama pants, and I'm completely obsessed with their joggers and lounge pants. And the material on all their stuff is so light and so soft. My description can't do it justice, so you're just going to have to try it for yourself. Whether you like it basic or like to take a walk on the wild side, Me Undies has something to fit every body. 
Get 20% off your first order with this special offer from Motherhood Merged. Visit AaronKraber.com forward slash podcast for all the information you need. So let's talk about our life during and after COVID because the end of the 2020 school year and into that summer feel like they were a lifetime ago. Now in reality, it's only been two years, but we were somewhat forced into changing our approach to summer care because everything was canceled. All the camps I spent hours researching and frantically trying to organize were no longer running. And some we got our money back on and some we didn't because nobody knew what the heck was going on during those months. In our home, both parents still had to be in offices by the time summer came around. And at 10 and 7, staying home alone all day every day was not an option we felt comfortable with. So what did we do? We had an angel of a human being in my daughter's first grade teacher ask to be our summer nanny. Now the word nanny might be a little triggering for some of you, and it was for me as well. Nanny implies an expensive, luxury option to childcare. It meant someone in our house from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, seeing our mess, and it meant the two girls with minimal options other than what we or she could come up with to keep them busy and keep them from fighting constantly. But COVID forced us to drop our preconceived notions and even some fears and say yes to all of this. I'm not joking when I say this teacher saved our sanity during the summer of 2020. And we didn't even think twice about having her back with the girls in the summer of 2021. But things did look a little different because camps were open by then. I did the same song and dance with registration windows and tracking down important info, but only for the few things the girls really needed, like their week-long dance intensive and softball camps. We didn't have the same need or desire to double up on camp costs when we were paying for in-home care. And let me tell you, it was life-changing in that regard. I didn't have to stick to only those that could provide care from 8 to 5 because we had one more chauffeur available to run when we couldn't. So at this point, it's summer of 2022, and our lives have taken a drastic turn in terms of the flexibility of mom and dad's schedule. And as you already know, I left my corporate job and own my own retail boutique. It offers more flexibilities in some ways and less in others since I'm only one month into it. My husband has also changed roles, so he's home more often, but when he's not working at home, it's because he's out of state working. Starting in January, we researched our options for care, we argued over what to do, and ultimately went through the rinse and repeat frustrations of scheduling summer activities and care because summer camps haven't evolved at all. Even the ones we know are must for our girls, like the dance intensive or summer reading program, were a struggle to get to the finish line. So this has been our reality. And you might be in a different set of circumstances or stage with your career demands or kids' activity demands. At this point, I just feel like there are still limited options for working parents and childcare. From a parent's perspective, I would just love this process for summer care and activities to be easier. Something simple like coordinating summer camp offerings to go live on a set day well before registration. Another helpful option would be for the high-profile and popular options to set their registrations for a similar window of time. 
And for the love of God, information is key. There is no such thing as too much information. Communicate as much as a camp can, as early as they can. We need dates, times, locations in order to make a decision for our kids to attend or not, if it's even an option that works with our schedule. Now, I'm not asking for special treatment or to remove the priority for repeat customers. I'm not even asking for reduced prices or flexible hours. Well, all that would be great. I just want to have all of our options laid out so we can make well-informed decisions when registrations go live. I would love for decision makers to consider the schedules of parents who need to drop off and pick up around inflexible work hours. And I have to say, I'm super thankful for mom friends who are willing to coordinate for our kids so we can arrange carpools and remind each other of the important dates for signups. I obviously don't run a childcare facility or a camp, so this is just me venting as a working parent with two children that want to have a fun and safe summer experience while their parents are at work. I do not like the feeling of going in blind with my fingers crossed that something will just magically work itself out. I have an advanced degree, but clearly that did not prepare me for the act of signing my kids up for summer camps. I should have spent more time on games like Risk or Life. Even with our girls getting older and having the flexibility to leave them home alone without paying for care, I still want them to be involved and have some structure during their school break. There, I feel better now. Sometimes it's helpful just to rant a little. But I know I'm not alone in this because I'm part of multiple text threads with other parents across different parts of the country doing the exact same thing. So if you're in the same boat, you're not alone. It's frustrating, but I know, even if I don't know you, that you are doing the best you can to make sure your kids have an enjoyable summer. And if you're listening to this and you do program summer camps or childcare, please Please take what I've said to heart. You can break this frustrating cycle of summer camp and summer care issues for all of momkind. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merge. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I loved putting it together to share. If you want to know when a new episode drops, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically queued up and ready to enjoy. I do have one small favor to ask. It will only take a minute and it will help this podcast grow and get in front of more women who need my brand of support. I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. Tag me on social at Aaron underscore Kraber with your feedback and I'll be sure to shout you out in return.